Good morning. Morning. If you've stumbled upon us, we are the Obvious Brothers. I'm Obvious Steve, and that is... Obvious John. Well, John, here we are, another beautiful Friday morning, uh, killing time, and uh, trying to find some way to monetize this so we can both quit working. So I guess step one would actually have uh, listeners, huh? Yeah, that that would definitely help. That would definitely help. I, I guess we'll have to figure out some way to, to get listeners. I guess I need to write better headlines or something, huh? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Maybe maybe start with, holy moly, John. There you go. Yeah. There, there you go. So, John, last night's episode of Holy Moly, you wanna, we both have been watching it. It has become our new Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, John, highlights from last night's uh, episode of Holy Moly. Uh, the beard, the beard had, there was a the guy beard. Had a, and his pants, the hot dog pants he was wearing was, were pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, well, no, they weren't pants, John. You're, you're giving our listeners the wrong visual. They were plus fours. Yeah. He had knickers. a pair of, uh, of, uh, of knickers as John wants to call them, uh, in, uh, with hot dog, uh, prints on them as well as a beard that he claimed uh, he had won the uh, no additive. No, that's not the right word. No product. The, the uh, no, no product uh, award in, in contest in L.A. And uh, so, yes, and, and he had a plaid uh, uh, workman's cap on, too, to go with the ensemble. So he, he made quite the figure uh, in terms of... Uh, uh, the the uh, the show, uh, they often have somebody who's uh, actually have more than one usually who, who's uh, who's like that, right? Uh, yeah, whose outfit and personality are a little large. Yes, so. definitely. And he was, yeah, he was. So he, and they had the trick shot. I, I did. Mi- they had the trick shot artist yeah. that won the won the whole thing. But but I I, I never saw him actually execute a trick shot did you uh, he did at the very beginning he had a wedge and he was doing some stuff with it but uh, as far as with his putter no he did not do anything fancy no okay i i thought maybe i i missed something i know you you texted that you were disappointed that uh for the windmill hole nobody got knocked over yes which, uh, just shows shows what a sadist <laughs> you are john you yeah. really want people to get knocked over it is quite humorous when people get wrecked by the windmill to me yeah, is that, yeah, it's kind of like watching NASCAR, right, John? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, in a slightly different kind of way. But all right, so holy moly uh, is our is our summer summer uh, fun, fun watch Thursday nights on ABC. It's uh, uh, hosted by Steph Curry, which makes little sense to me, but I guess he he loves golf and he loves miniature golf. Um, Rob Riggle last night said he did not realize that uh, mini golf, uh, mini was short for miniature, uh, John. <laughs> yeah, he said some funny shit. Uh, the, whole mime, he, the whole mime situation was quite hilarious. Uh, oh, that, that, that is true. I, I forgot. I, I should have brought up, yes, uh, the distraction hole. They had a mime last night. And it, it's clear that Riggle has a has a problem with uh, with mimes. So, yeah, <laughs> he he about made Joe Tessitore made it spit 
his drink out of his nose at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you would think Joe would be ready for this, mm-hmm. but, uh, he, he, he's, he doesn't seem to be so. So John, you also texted that you thought Joe, uh, you wondered about Joe's career. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, a year ago he was, uh, you know, he was the color guy on Monday night football and at the top of the world. And, and now he's a uh, second fiddle to Rob Riggle on Holy Moly. So I'd say that's yeah. quite the, quite the fall from grace. Yeah. To say at least. Well, you know, and, and my response was I thought he had moved up, but you know, I that may not be everybody's opinion uh, on, on that. But I, I, I would think it would be a heck of a lot more fun doing holy moly with Rob Riggle. It would definitely than, be more fun. I'm sure it's more fun, but I, I guarantee you he's not making as much money as he was on Monday Night Football. Hmm. Okay. Well. Uh, since John seems to know, uh, Joe, what's his name's, uh, contract status, uh, I think we should move on, uh, from that area. So, so John, I went and saw, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood last weekend. That's what you'd said. Uh, what's your, you know, the first time that Leo and and Brad have been paired together and it's a, was also Quentin Tarantino's what, eighth film? Uh, I thought I heard ninth, but okay. I, you know, I, eighth or ninth, somewhere in there. He, he's made a couple movies. Yes. He's not an unknown quantity. Um, I, I realized uh, that I think it is it his last two were Hateful Eight and Inglorious Bastards, or was there one I'm missing in between? But those, I like both of those. I, I was not a big fan of this movie. Really? Uh, and I can't really tell you why but I, I listened to the pop culture podcast uh for wednesday and they did a thing on on the movie and they were all like rapturous about how wonderful it was and i and i always love this john leo leo's performance was, was so subtle so nuanced in his performance that you you might not have recognized what great things he was doing and i'm like that's right. He he did not seem to be doing anything at all. <laughs> yeah, went right went right by you, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. I he 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 smoked a couple cigarettes, drank a few drinks, and uh, you know made a couple faces. I mean, I think the best scene he has in the whole movie is in the ads where the little girl tells him how great he's been, and he breaks into a tear. Uh, and, and that I, that that was his big scene. I I, I whispered to my wife at one point uh, that I, I thought Pitt got the better role. Um, so I, I I don't know what to say. I I, I guess in the end uh, the whole Tarantino thing, which I think part of the thing is uh, he's very postmodern, and I'm just. I guess I have trouble. I, I I guess I just don't get it sometimes. So yeah, I mean, there you go. He is not necessarily easy to understand and all this stuff, but um, you know, it is <laughs> it is what it is. <clears throat> it, it is what it is. Yeah, that's that, that's an excellent interpretation of Quentin Tarantino's work, John. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. So yeah, so so John. Uh, if you uh, went back into our archive, when we first talked about this movie, I said uh, something about the Manson murders, and you were like, you did not recognize. The movie is very much 
uh, about the Manson murders. The the uh, the cult and Charlie uh, are, are are big parts of what's going on. And it's five days later. So do I get to uh, do I do uh, spoilers at this point? Uh, uh, the yeah, point, I mean, the sure. the the point of the, the kind of the point of the movie, if you can say that about such a movie. <laughs> uh, but but uh, what what happens with, with the movie is the whole Manson thing does not uh, happen uh, in uh, Tarantino's retelling of 1969. Uh, DiCaprio's character lives next door to Polanski and uh, Sharon Tate on uh, Cielo Drive there in Hollywood, and uh, the threesome who ended who killed Sharon Tate in history end up in uh, DiCaprio's living room instead in, in Tarantino's movie. So, uh, uh, so there, it's a, there you uh, go. Okay. Interesting. Yes, it's an alternative history kind of thing. Yes. Gotcha. So, so, so there you go. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's very much, and uh, Margot uh, Robbie plays Sharon Tate and there was some argument on the pop culture podcast about what he was doing with Sharon Tate and the whole thing. And I, you know, she's nice to look at and you follow her around a lot, but, uh, hmm. I, 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 you know, yeah, I, I'll let, I'll let our, I'll let our listeners go see it and, and try and figure it out. And I'll do like the pop culture podcast does. Uh, you know, uh, send us your comments uh, after after you get done. All right, okay. right, John. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. there that's, you go. Okay, so I'm going to throw you a curveball, John, as we get into sports, as I often do. I heard multiple places discussing reports about the new NFL contract and uh, the fact that management wants to play 18 games. And they're going hold out for 18 regular season games in the new collective bargaining agreement. So, John, what do you what do you think of having 18 NFL games to a season? Uh, and I is guess this the one where they're, they're going to and everybody has to sit out two games, right? Yeah, there'll be. Oh no, I don't know about that, but there there are going to be two bye weeks. And they're talking about adding an extra playoff team. And this would push the Super Bowl to late February. Well, I mean, I'm sure everybody wants more football as, as usual. But um, the what I had heard is that they were gonna, they're proposing that they go to an 18-game season, like you said, two yeah. bye weeks, like and you two said. two preseason games. Yeah. You know, yeah, and only they were going to cut out two preseason games, and then, but also that during the season that each player had to sit out two whole games, so that the How players. How do they do that? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, because you don't with have a, a 50, deep enough. With, we have a fifty. Right. Yeah, you have a fifty-three man roster, so you would. Uh, it would take some shuffling, and a lot of people were like, "Well, this is stupid. I don't want to see." You know, it's two games that you're going to have a backup quarterback in, and uh, right. you, know, you would you would have to shuffle your team around pretty creative, creative, creatively um, to to make that work. But 
That's um, good. Do you want to give that another shot? No, I don't. No, I can't. No, no. Okay. I'm good. Right. It's kind of like trying to okay. say literal, literally. Um, but yeah, it's a little <laughs> early in the morning for you, right? Yeah, That's right. So, so I, I, I well, don't I like guess... that aspect of it, but um, you know, 18 games, two bye weeks, less preseason. Uh, I'm all for it. Why not? Well, I think you just came up with the the why not is, is all the wrinkles that come with it. I, I I guess I'm not against two more, you know, trading two regular season games or two preseason games, except what do you, what are you going to get? Uh, somebody pointed out as I was listening to, I think it was Mad Dog I was saying, you know, the Patriots win their division by Gonzo yeah. games every year. So they're, who's going to be playing for the Patriots in those last couple, three games when they've already locked in the division? It's and, true. And so on and so forth. I mean, you're going, you're going to get more spread than you have. And with 16 games, it stays fairly tight. But you go to 18, and you're going to have some games at the end where nobody's putting their best product out. And the second thing is more, more real games means more people get hurt, right? Yeah, that was the next thing. People are going to get hurt. <clears throat> players are going to want more yeah. money to play. Um, well, there's, I, think, I, I mean, think the way they were talking, the deal was they were going to give them the more, more money. That was the trade-off. They were going I mean, to give them, they were going to give them something like 50% of the pot. They get 47% now. And for, for that extra percentage of the pot, which is going to be bigger, of course, all the contracts are going to get rewritten for the extra games. Right. So bigger pot and a little bit bigger percentage of the pot for uh, for the extra games. I mean, I I, 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 I get I, it. I I see why the owners want to do it. I mean, it makes complete sense for them. I mean, they're they're making tons of money. They get. I mean, they're fill pretty much fill up their stadiums every week. So that's would be one more home game um, that they would have. The thing I don't right. like is the scheduling. I mean, the, the NFL scheduling is absolutely perfect the way it is. You play two games against, you know, you got six games a year that are against the other three teams in your division. And then you play right. four four games against, you know, either the AFC or the NFC team that you play that year, that, that division that rotates every every well, year. Right. You, 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 know, play, you play you play you play against two two other divisions. You play everybody in two other divisions. Yep. And then you play the team the other teams in the other divisions that were in the same position place in the standings last year. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what they add for the next two games. To, yeah. To, that's, that was my yeah. What are you going to add? Are you going to add? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it, are you going go to go to to play in everybody in? Uh, are you going to go to three divisions you play against every year? That would be, you know, I guess. Rotation? That would that would be the way it would go, I guess. But I I, I don't know. But like you say, right now it, it's a pretty thing, uh, and you, you, when the season ends, you know who you're. Well, you don't know because they haven't told you who who you're drawing in terms of the opposite divisions you're playing. But uh, you have a real good idea who you're playing next year. Yeah, you know, um, pretty right much right off the bat. So, you know, uh, you know, fourteen of the sixteen games of the next year at the end of the season, and usually uh, your local pundits can figure out the other two games pretty, pretty quickly. So, mm. I don't, I don't think you do. I don't think you know what divisions you play against the next year. Yeah, because it rotate. It goes. 
it it goes in order. So every every four well, years you're playing well, then, that, that then division you know, again. Then you do know. Then you do know uh, right away. You know yeah. what the standings are, right? Yeah. So anyway, so uh, I guess I worry that, that it's going to water the product down some, but you know they're so greedy. Yeah. You know, like you said, they're making plenty. I mean, is there no limit to? Don't you just say we're making enough money? Why are we going to mess with a good thing? But yeah. I guess the answer is no, right? Yeah, I mean they're gonna keep. They're gonna, as long as it's the most popular sport in America and and uh, brings in the ratings that it does, uh, they're gonna they're gonna try and take as full advantage of it as possible. Yeah. So so John, if they did this, what would that do to our college basketball? Yeah, it's gonna mess with, um, you know the. I guess it'll take you right up to um, March Madness at that point. Right. Uh, conference, conference tournaments anyway. Yeah. yeah. You'll go from the Super Bowl to conference tournaments, essentially. Which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, well, I guess not. So so that's the interesting uh, opener for today, John. Uh, we, we will... Uh, let's transition into baseball and, and lose our, most of our audience such as it is uh, since for some reason we, we have found an audience that is not, and are not great baseball lovers. It seems, but uh, I don't know what they want us to talk about on uh, August 2nd. Right, John? Yeah. I mean, it's getting, we're getting closer. We're here. We are the day after or two days after the uh, trade deadline, which was kind of a, Wah, wah, yeah, we're going to talk but... about that. Don't 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 give anything away. Yeah. Okay. So so John, two days after the trade deadline, I saw a poll that asked which was the bigger surprise: the Astros getting Grinky, uh, or the Yankees, uh, Red Sox, or I can't remember Dodgers. None of them making a big trade. What what uh, was your big surprise? I would I, the Astros getting Grinky was was a big surprise to me. Um, I mean, the Dodgers, what do they what do they need? I mean, they have a 16 game lead in their division. I, I don't know what what kind of gaps they're trying to fill on their on their well, uh, everybody, roster. Everybody, everybody, th- everybody thinks Jensen is struggling in the bullpen, and they're struggling to get to him. So, I. I, I, that, that is what everybody thought that they needed help with. I mean, they, they have the, the deal everybody thought was they should have gotten Vasquez from the, the pirates so that they had a lefty righty combo to finish games. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, the only you team... know, they, they've come up short, they've come up short the last two years, you know, they have. You, yeah. They, they they got to find a they got to get it done you know it's been 31 years they they you know the cubs have won a world series since the dodgers have <laughs> yeah, that says a lot doesn't it well, well it it used it used to say a lot more than it does now but it's uh, it, it used to be that that would that would be a stinging bar wouldn't it john yeah that would be yeah um yeah i, I mean i guess the Red Sox, I guess that surprises me that they didn't make a move, but you know, they're 10 games out of their division and uh, how far are they in the, they're three and a half games out of the second wild card spot. So. They've, got, they've got payroll. I mean, I understand that, that they, they have the top payroll in baseball 
And yeah. uh, I don't think they wanted to take on more payroll uh, to not make the playoffs. So I understand that. And, and I don't think they're sitting in a bad position with the team they have if they get everybody healthy. So, yeah, they do have a lot of injury issues. So maybe that's what's a, that's what they're waiting on. They score a lot yeah, of runs. Well, and they do. They, and so do the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're both they're both uh, they're both uh, beat beat your brains out kind of teams. Not like the uh, opening two games of the Cubs Cardinals series, right? Yeah, changed a little bit last night, but the would we have three total runs scored in the first two games each? No, but, uh, there were five, five total, runs. total runs in the first two 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 games, which uh, it's hard hard to go much lower than 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 that. Yeah. And then uh, of course Cubs Cubs didn't score last night either. So uh Cubs put a massive 3 spot on the board for uh, for a three-game series, John. Doesn't, yeah, they doesn't win a lot of series. No, it doesn't. Um you know, yeah. they're three out of their last seven. They're definitely um seem to be skidding a little bit. Yeah, well, and they got the Brewers coming to town. So the uh, the Grinky deal uh, they gave up four prospects for him, and um, is this the is this the big bang the Astros uh, needed or somebody needed to that we'll be talking about? Wow, like they bought themselves another World Series. Uh, yeah, come uh, so October. I mean, they might have bought two because they got him through the end of next year, also. So with Verlander and Granke being on the roster through the end of twenty twenty. Um. I think, yeah, they, yeah. They, they might have bought two World Cole, Series. Cole's a, Cole's a free agent at the end of the year, so I, which I is going to be the they're getting somebody. Yeah, they they wanted somebody for for longer than just this. They didn't want a one year rental. Yeah, because of Cole's staff. So, which yeah. is the he's going to be the hot commodity at the end of this season. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. You don't think so? You don't I, think I teams think, I, are going to be trying to? I, 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 think, I think he's probably going to be the number one starter coming out. I, I don't have the list in my head. But you know, this is his best year. Well, and, what a great year to be like free Melvin, agent. Melvin, Gor- Melvin Gordon, are you going to give him a, a long-term contract based on one really good year and a lot of promise? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Mikado and Harper, neither one got fast, con- big contracts. They ended up with big contracts, I guess, but took took till almost March, right? Uh, I, it'll be interesting to see if people are going bite on Cole, who I think is a shakier commodity in terms of his career. Starting a side young year, so he's a starting pitcher, and everybody wants good starting pitching, so that puts his market value very high, I think. Uh, except nobody seems to want to pay for anybody anymore, so uh, as the trade deadline seemed to indicate, right? Correct, 
Every, everybody wants to do it uh, uh, rather like the Cubs did and, and build with a lot of prospects and, uh, and guys on short-term contracts and low-end contracts. And uh, so uh, I, I heard a lot, and, and probably you did too since you follow the Cubs. I heard a lot of people talking about few people have the guts anymore that Epstein had uh, three years ago when he gave up a, uh, a, what everybody thought was going to be a great prospect and a great player for, for Chapman as a rental. And of course, as, as you know, I heard Jim Bowden and uh, Dan DeQuet say, uh, you know, as a general manager, you're, you know, it's about championships. It's not about having great prospects. So uh, it's not clear. Everybody believes that. Uh, the guy in Houston clearly does, but as you know, the, it's not clear the people in St. Louis do at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, it's funny you talk about. They had a very long conversation about that yesterday on on local sports radio about how you know everybody wants the prospects, wants the prospects, so they're trading away their players and they're trying to load up their farm team, which is you know it's how the the Astros did it you know a few years ago and. and also, not just the Cubs. I mean, I think the Astros were one of the first ones to do it, and even maybe the Red Sox when they won theirs. But um, yeah, and you know, the hard part is is convincing your fan base that you got to be prepared to be to suck for the next two to three years, and then uh, we'll get you there. And and uh, for those that did, right. you know, when you're successful, and that's what you know JD is trying to do here, and and. Uh, in Arlington as well for the Rangers. So, but but the the other part of it is all those teams you mentioned, the Astros, Cubs, and Red Sox, all went out and got uh, key pieces, you know, spent money to get yeah got got some big pieces. I mean, last year's Red Sox team they went out and bought Martinez. Yep, who was a, a high. This is why they were payroll so high. He was a high money bat. And so, uh, and you know, they gave up some great prospects to get sale two years ago. So, yes, uh, it's not just about prospects. You got to add those extra pieces that get you over the hump. Yep. And uh, as I said, the, the the classic, of course, is the Cubs, and I, I guess the Astros would be true too. You know, they went and got Verlander two years ago and yep. won the World Series, right? And you can't take you can't take those World Series away from people. You know, that's. Uh, that is very uh, true. Yeah. So, uh, no, no matter how hard you try. So, it, after all the shuffling of the deck chairs and all these people who are not impact players, uh, I, Nick Castellanos aside for the Cubs, uh, does it change your mind about who we should be thinking is going to be in the World Series? Uh, no. I mean, I would be shocked think, if it's not. A, I think you had the Astros already. So, yes, yeah. Astros, Astros, and and Dodgers. I mean, it just seems like they're they're kind of on a one way track to to hoisting the trophy. One of those two teams. Yeah, well, you know, and I had the Indians and the Cubs at the beginning of the year, and I'm, you know, neither one of them is out of it yet, but neither one of them looks as good as the two teams you've got. So, uh, I. Uh, I, I don't know what to think. I, I guess I, I'm still surprised that more teams didn't act like they had moves to make 
including uh, the the Yankees. That uh, the Yankees starting pitching just plain sucks, and I think the last weekend's uh, series with the uh, Red Sox demonstrated it because they gave up they gave yeah. up nine, fourteen, and nine the first three games, and five in the last game, but one. So, yeah, there was a lot of runs scored in those those games. I, I, um, I I'm sure that I'm sure they gave up an average of ten runs a, a game. So, and um, they've got guys on the uh, disabled list. Uh, in uh, Sabathia went on. Uh, their ace is on, has been on, and they don't know when he's going to be back. So. Uh, I, I I was intrigued that they didn't act like they wanted to win more than they act like acted last this week. I think their their theory is we're just going to outscore you. I mean, we got the biggest best bats in Major League Baseball from you know position one through nine, and and uh, we're just going to outscore you. I think that's yeah. what they're hoping to do, and I think well, that's not necessarily when it gets into. Uh, Playoff time that doesn't always work. Um, matter of fact, well, it rarely, me, rarely, rarely they, ever they, works. And, and let me let me just—it's been pointed out they have a right-handed heavy lineup. I mean, yes, everybody you true. name: Judge, Stanton, Encarcion, Sanchez, the Voight kid who I, I think is hurt now. Uh, the only left-handed bat that they really have is Gregorius, who's a switch hitter. Okay. And then the Astros have Verlander, Cole, and Grinky now, all right-handed pitchers. Who, who do you like in the matchup between their right-handed hitting lineup and the Astros' right-handed uh, starting pitching? Yeah, I'll take the Strohs on that for sure. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's a great theory about outscoring. And, you know, they talk about, oh, we don't care if we're all right-handed. We've got such great hitters. But – It'll be interesting if they end up in a series with the Astros. Um, if we're not all wondering why they thought this was a good idea, but, oh well, they don't they don't pay us the big bucks to run teams, as you pointed out via text this week, right? That's that's right. It's what they make the big money for, right? Yeah. So so uh, Nick Castellanos and Tony Kemp and uh, let's see, they rolled out the pitcher pitched last night too who they picked up in the trade right yeah that middle reliever uh holland holland right so so you you're thrilled with the cubs did they make the deals they needed to win the division and go deep in the playoffs i i don't find them i mean i like you said in our conversation this week you know i think most would think they might have the better roster between uh, the Cubs or between the Cubs and Cardinals, but I just I haven't seen the results that give me any confidence that they can make a big charge here at the end and, and win the division. Uh, the Brewers are breathing right down their neck also. So it's going to be a dogfight in the Central, I think, for the next you know month and a half here. But I'm not overly confident. I guess that's the, you know, the the born and bred Cubs fan in me. Yeah, well, yeah, you've had a lot of years of falling apart in in August. Uh, they were famous for doing it and for for a long time, but uh, in a better part of your lifetime, as a matter of fact. Yes. I, uh, you weren't you weren't uh, 
so you, you were you thrilled with the deals? Do you, do you think any of those are impact players that they brought in? I mean, none of them gave me goosebumps, if that's what you're asking. I mean, not, I wasn't excited or wasn't like, yes, you know, that's the piece we needed. I mean, our middle are relieving, and, I mean, hopefully Holland can do well. I, I didn't see his numbers from last night, but, uh, I mean, that's one spot we definitely need help in is our middle relief and our closers because, well, stroke being out also. But, you know, their relief sucks. I mean, they've cost us out of our last – seven games that we've lost, I think it's most, I think three of them have been squarely on the reliever's shoulders. So, well, last night, didn't, didn't Holland give up the, the three run homer? See, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, so a year ago they picked up Daniel Murphy. If you remember this, it was a very funny text exchange back, back then. Uh, and, and did you feel like he was an impact uh, player? Who? Murphy, who played second base for you for the for the rest of the year, remember and hit over three hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, that I do, I do. I think he was a great impact player. You, you 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 do remember my son said he was washed up and no good and wouldn't play for the Cubs, right? Yeah, yeah, wouldn't even wouldn't even play. Yeah, and and he and he played almost every day, as I recall, and and did fairly. I I, I think he hit over three hundred with the Cubs. I think he yeah, was he, hitting in the top of the lineup by the end of right. So anyway, anyway, so so they didn't even do that in terms of impact this year, right? Right, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, and you I know, guess... I, I'm a, I'm a, in these conversations. I'm a Cardinals fan, and we right. it's really nothing. So. Uh, there you go. Uh, seem to have backed out of deals that might have got us either Grinky or Wheeler because uh, our triple our A uh, outfielders are too valuable to hang on to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, so, there's a lot of butthurt on the uh, Cardinal fan there, Twitter feeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Card, Cardinal, Cardinal fan Twitter is not happy with management about how they've handled the last four years. So. Um, since the last time they made the playoffs. So um, it, it is fun to read, and, and I keep sending them to you because you and I talk about it. And every, every time one comes out, it's like, oh, that one's a little bit better than the last one. Somebody's even more butthurt. Yeah, and, I guess. And, yeah. It goes a little deeper. No, you just butthurt. I've got a whole list about butthurt. Yeah. So, yeah, so – all right. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Uh, the we are both NL Central fans, and essentially, right now we've got three teams uh, within spitting distance of, of each other for both the the division lead and the wild card lead. So we're going to have a lot to watch if uh, the rest of the world has Jack to, to pay attention to. And yeah. Like to say Dodgers sixteen games up. Uh, the Braves look like they've got a good grasp on the NL East. The Yankees have the NL or the AL East, and uh, the Astros have the AL West. There's a good race in the AL Central, but it's only two teams. And uh, there, there you go. I think we had the best race to follow. Yeah, there's seven teams that are within four games of the uh, of the wild card. Right. In the uh, and, National and, League. That's and, in it. Well, 
that it's, it's it, it makes for and two of them are playing each other at Wrigley Field today. So yeah, uh, always always makes it interesting. All right, John, like I told well, you, like I well, and I said this week when we had a conversation, I said you know the Cubs could really be in some big trouble if they have if they you know don't play well in these next couple series. And you were like, you know, they got the they have the Brew Crew this week. They got a three game series with them. And then they go to Oakland, which they should play That's, well against Oakland, but still it's Oakland. Really? I, I, I think I, they do not play well on the road, and Oakland's a good team. I would be surprised if they won two out of three there. No, they're, it's at home. Oakland's coming to Oh, Wrigley. they're at home? Yeah. Oh, well, that, yeah, that, that, that helps them a lot because yes. they're both better at home, and it takes the DH out of play which uh, American League teams are not real good at playing without the DH. So, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. It uh, really, really changes your lineup a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, National League teams, uh, the flip side of it is, uh, aren't always sitting there with a thumper to put in the lineup uh, to DH when they go to American League cities. So, Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, John, uh, we killed another another week. You got you act like you're working, uh, which is wh- why we got cut cut off in the middle, and I have to graph these two together. Uh, but uh, lots of baseball to watch, and next week we're going to have to talk about the golf playoffs, I guess. Yes, we are. Yeah. So so there you go. We'll add another sport, and of course, I'm sure there'll be plenty of NFL training camp news we'll want to talk about, right? Yes, uh, next week the sixth is kind of a big day for Cowboys fans. See if Zeke comes back on the sixth. If he doesn't, then uh, Jerry can start dropping some fines and, and costing him some money. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, well, I, I I think you're thrilled that Alfred Morris looks like he's going to get his touches instead, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, it, it, talk about one for one. Re- <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you right, gotta pick up somebody. You gotta do something, uh, and, that, and I think it sends a message to Zeke. Like, I mean, they're not gonna. I mean, if he's wanting, I don't know what. I mean, nobody knows what the numbers are, what the negotiation talks are about. But if he thinks he's gonna get fifteen or sixteen million dollars a year, then he might as well just get real comfortable in Cabo because there's no reason to bring him back. Yeah. Well. So, very. It'll, um, uh, it'll be interesting to see because the uh, Cowboys kind of built their offense around him. So uh, kind of tough uh, to be missing the big guy. It is. Uh, I think, I think he, without Zeke this year, it'll cost us a minimum of two wins. Yeah. Well, but I'd, I'd uh, much rather, I'd much rather get Amari Cooper's contract done before I get Zeke's done. And he's still got two years left on his rookie contract. So he's trying to buck the system completely. And, and uh, one is contract renewed two years, you know, a year ahead of time instead of next year. So, which I don't blame him. I mean, it's it's business, business is business, and you're running back has a very short shelf life. And uh, but that's also not. I mean, it may be the most important position on the Cowboys team. I don't agree with it, but right now I, I believe that Amari Cooper needs to get paid before we pay Zeke. Yeah. Well. 
Uh, you, you must be working for management for the, the Cowboys at this point. So that's right. They should. They, there you go. They should hire me. Yeah. Well, uh, and there are just so many GM positions that you should be sitting in, right? Yeah. Several. Armchair right, GMs. Uh, yeah, armchair GMs. We're, we're the best. Um, have a good one, John. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.